You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk about getting your online course online. Welcome to episode 15 of Course Creation Bites. I'm Sam, and today we're talking about getting your course online. Because often when I talk to clients, one of the most overwhelming aspects of building an online course is the online bit, especially if you're not comfortable with the world of tech um, and you just don't feel that you really understand what's going on. It can be one of the most overwhelming components of building an online course. So today I want to take you through four ways to get your course online. They're really broken down into two categories, but what I want to help you do in this podcast episode is just understand the options that are available to you. And if you can get your head around some of the different options and the pros and cons, then you can make an informed decision that works for you and your course, right? There isn't one answer for everyone here. And that can be really difficult for some people to wrap their head around. I'm regularly asked, you know, what's the best platform for my online course? What's the best option? And there isn't one right answer. And I'm always really tentative when I see people ask in big Facebook groups, like, where should I host my online course? Because I know they're going to get a bunch of answers that don't necessarily suit their needs. They're going to get answers based on what other people think is a good result, right? And I want to make sure that you're making a decision that's right for you and your business. So let's have a chat. Four ways that you can get your course online. Option number one is self-hosted. So on your own website, you do this through using a course plugin. And now I work a lot with WordPress websites and WordPress plugins. That's just how I work with my clients. Um, If you're not on WordPress for your own website, there are some other options available. It's not my zone of genius, but have a look, do some research, go to Google and search course plugin followed by whatever platform you're on. And I'm sure you'll find some options. But for WordPress plugins, there are lots of options when it comes to getting your online course self-hosted onto your own WordPress website. The upsides of this is that you own everything. You are in full control. You can change whatever you want whenever you want. You're not bound by someone else's terms and conditions. It's all you. It's your branding. It's your course. It's your website, right? It's, it's yours. And that's a really big pro. Some of the downsides, though, is it can take a bit longer to set up because you have to do more of the setup. And if you're not comfortable with that, then you probably need to outsource this part. You might need a web developer or someone like me, a course builder, to give you a hand with that process. And that can be expensive, too, because you need to hire them to come and fix it for you. So self-hosting and being in complete control of your course is normally my favorite way of telling people to get their course online because it leaves you in charge of the most things. However, it's not great for everyone. If you don't have the budget or the expertise to start there, then don't start there. Start somewhere else and move to it later if you want to. So assuming that you're not going to self-host on your website, the other option then is to look at a course platform. And when it comes to course platforms, really there are three sort of main types of platforms around at the moment. There are course platforms, those that simply focus on hosting your courses. There are what I like to call sort of complete package platforms. They're the ones that do everything. And I'll talk to you about those in a sec. And then there's course marketplaces and they're the ones that sell everyone's course. 
course platforms are somewhere where you add your course and sell your course and and host your course for you. There are lots of prime examples of this. Some of my favorites at the moment are Member Vault, Teachable and Thinkific. I will talk to you about all of these more in the next episode of Course Creation Bytes. But with platforms like Member Vault, Thinkific, Teachable, they host your course for you. They let you sell your course. They let you run your students through the course, all those sorts of things. So they're really, really valuable for that. Each one of them has little different pros and cons, and each one of them has different terms and conditions you need to be aware of. Now, as I mentioned, um, the next episodes of Course Creation Bytes, which are coming up, are going to look into these in more detail, and I will talk to you through some of the terms and conditions. But for the moment, my best advice is read them, right? Before you sign up for a platform, read through the functionality list, see what you're getting for your money. And I know it's boring, but read the terms and conditions, see who's in charge of what, see who owns IP, see if they have transaction fees, like really go and have a look at what you're buying because it's important that you know what you're signing up for, right? What you're putting your name and your money on the line for. The second part then is complete platforms. And there are quite a few of these on the market now. You can look at things like Kartra, Kajabi, um, the more advanced levels of uh, Podia or Podia, whatever you want to call it. And these go above and beyond a course platform and introduce a whole heap of other things. So for example, these platforms really now replace your website. You can host a blog there. You can do all of your email marketing there. They fully replace, um, for most of them, you can host webinars there, right? They completely replace all of the other things that you were doing on your website and you no longer need an independent website. Because of that, you're going to pay for that privilege. So they come with a heap of extra functionality, but the price point is much higher. So with a course platform, commonly you're looking at about 39 US a month. With a complete platform, you're looking at anywhere from 99 US a month upwards into hundreds of US a month. And it's simply because you're getting so much more for your money But if you don't need all that extra functionality, if you have a website, if you don't need a blog, like all those sorts of things, right? If you don't need those extra features, then you're paying for a bunch of stuff that you don't need it to do. So when you're looking at a complete platform, just make sure that you really do need a complete platform and you're not already serving those other functions somewhere else, in which case you probably don't need something that's going to do all of those things. However, Those complete platforms are a really great option if you don't already have a website, if you've got the budget for them, if you want all of the bells and whistles, then one of the upsides of using a complete platform like those is that you don't have to sort of duct tape and sticky tape a bunch of things together and use a heap of different apps and programs. You can buy one and use just one. And that's a really big pro. I know a lot of people moving to those platforms because of that, right? It just makes their life easier because they only learn one thing, they sign into one place, they use one program. And that's a good thing. The last thing on the list, and I will talk about this again in more detail in an upcoming episode, is course marketplaces. Now, I'm always really tentative with course marketplaces because there's so much more you need to understand about who earns what and where the sale goes and those sorts of things. But course marketplaces are places like Udemy and Skillshare. There are lots of others, I'm sure. These marketplaces host everyone's course. So like a course platform, you upload your course. But unlike a course platform, it's a public marketplace, meaning that everyone sees everyone's courses available. They sign up. They can see all sorts of different courses. They 
purchase different courses. Your content is visible along with all of your competitors and all your rivals and all those sorts of things. Now, there are pros to using a course marketplace. One of the biggest ones being that they already have an established audience. So by uploading your course to a course marketplace, you might expose your course to thousands, hundreds of thousands, or possibly millions of users who are already subscribed to that platform. Udemy now is huge and the number of registered users they have is massive. So it's an opportunity that's definitely, right, could be useful for your business. However, downsides, and there are some big ones here. You need to be really, really careful about understanding the terms and conditions that you're signing up for. So with platforms like Udemy, for example, the courses, the students don't actually sign up to you, right? They sign up to the platform, to Udemy, and then they pay through Udemy and then they can take your course. That means that you're not getting names and email addresses, right? You're not growing your list. They are students of Udemy who just happen to be taking your course. Also with platforms like Udemy, they do a lot of control over the pricing. So while you can set a price, they will often put courses on sale, quite heavily on sale, often 90% or a 99% discount selling courses for just $5 or $10. Now that's okay if you've got a lower level product, but if you've got a big showcase piece on there, then you're going to be giving your course away quite often for a very cheap price. Plus out of that price, they take all their fees and portions and whatever else, and you actually get a very small little portion of that at the end. Now, this isn't a dig at Udemy. The platform is incredibly valuable and does lots of things, and there are some great other ones to look at as well, like Skillshare, which reward their teachers in lots of different ways. But whatever you choose, if you're going onto a course marketplace, my warning is just read really carefully. Go and read those boring terms and conditions know what you're signing up for, know what you're getting, know what you're giving them or what they're having control over because there's a lot that you need to know about those platforms before you give them your content and I want to make sure that you are informed before you make that decision. Okay, the action step because as always I need you to go away and take action. Listening to me will not build your course for you. I need you to go and do something. Today, if you haven't done so already, if you're not online already, then you Go away and do some research and make a decision about the best place for your course. So is it self-hosted on your own website or is it on a third-party platform hosted by someone else? Both are really useful depending on your situation, but you need to make a decision that's right for you and your business. If you want any more help, I've got a free Facebook group. Make sure you come over and join us because you can ask these questions in there. There's lots of support available and there's lots of expertise in the group as well to help you decide on the course platform or plugin that's right for you. That's what we're there for. Come across and ask us. So the group is called Content Into Courses and is available over on Facebook. You can type it into the search bar and come and find us there. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search content into courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.